The Reinvent You podcast is designed to provide tangible advice that will help transform those who have experienced a divorce or a breakup into rediscovering their voice, regaining their power, and obtaining their freedom by focusing on mindset, emotions, finances, health, faith, love, parenting, and building meaningful relationships. These weekly talks are designed to assist individuals to become the best version of themselves in their personal lives, families, and professional environment. I'm your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you for joining. So what's going on, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of the reinvent you podcast i'm your host tanya carter and thank you all for joining me this week so i'm gonna just go ahead and just get into today's topic because i have a very special guest um this guest is someone that i actually met last year we met last year we were both writing our books (laughs) At the same time, we were both we both had the same coach, and we met at a um, at an intensive workshop here in Atlanta. And we just, I mean, we we met face to face then, and we just clicked. And I really admired her story, and um, we've been we've built a relationship since then. And I just wanted her to come on the podcast to just talk about her story and her journey. And my guest for this week is Jasmine's, Jasmine Reynolds. And Jasmine is a health and fitness expert and a personal development strategist and a hype girl. I added the hype girl <laughs> part. And I'll tell you, Jasmine, that energy, I'd be like, girl, get, give me some of that. Okay. That girl got some energy for you. All right. And her goal is to really help mothers, you know, just be the best, healthiest version of themselves. Um, through fitness. She is 32 years old and she is from Camilla, Georgia. Um, But she's been in Atlanta for about six years and she Mm -hmm. has her degree in psychology and a master's degree in education from Albany Mm -hmm. State. Absolutely. (laughs) Look at her. She got two beautiful children and she is also married. And um, I wanted to bring her on this week um, just to talk about her story, um, and we're going to also talk about her book, and um, and that's it. Like that's 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 it. I'm just going to go ahead and bring her on, Jasmine. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast this week. Thank you so much. Ah, uh, thank you so much, Tanya, for having me, honey. Because you already know how I feel about you, baby. You need a word. You need to get grounded. You need a powerhouse. Baby, you need Miss Tanya Seeds, honey. That's what I believe, honey. <laughs> and like you said, we actually really, really clicked um, in that intensive. So um, you know how you just be in situations and um, and you realize, well, you don't realize at the time that, ooh, like this is going to be uh, uh, a pivotal piece of my growth. And so, or, or you're meeting people that are going to be long-term, um, you don't realize that in the moment. So that's how I feel about that moment with us. Um, and I just love you. I love your story you. and everything. Girl. So, and I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing for women. 
And, um, you know, I love you, girl. So thank I, you so I, much. You're welcome. And thank you so much. I, I love you, too. And I'm so glad we, we met on this journey. Um, right, right. And so it's, you know, when I look at what Jasmine got going on now, Jasmine is a full-time entrepreneur. Yes. Um, I mean, guys, when you follow her on social media, her body, like, <laughs> is Look, I'd be like, so? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, she looks, no, but with all honesty, man, she looks good. She looks, thank you. She looks amazing. Um, thank you. You know, and um, she, she, she's married to, to, a, to a wonderful guy. I got an opportunity to, to meet him. And um, I, I love where she is in her journey. She's, um, she's helping women, you know, mothers in particular, just get fit, loving their bodies mm -hmm. and, and, and mm -hmm. being the best version of them. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I know before we got here, right, mm -hmm. before, mm -hmm. before Jasmine got here, um, and that's what made me want to connect with her when she was sharing me her, her story. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted her to talk about that a little bit. And she actually talks about this in her book, um, The Power of Your Pee. Yeah. Um, 19 power principles to becoming a female boss and um, actually I was you know looking and I was reading your book and you, you talked about the first principle mm -hmm. was the power in your pain mm -hmm. and yeah. you know and sometimes we believe that some people are you know they don't experience pain and we all experience some level of pain but I want to know, and if we could tell the listeners, what was Jasmine's pain? Um, oh, oh, so it was it was multiple things. I talk about multiple things in that in that um, in that one principle. Um, but um, first, first, one of my pains uh, that I talked about was um, having more months than I had money. And so the book was basically the book is basically. Uh, written with the female entrepreneur in mind and so um and just to give a little background about the book the reason why i wrote the book is because I've, I've gone to a lot of conferences and brunches and things of that nature where we go and we learn these different strategies and especially you know as a startup business or i was relaunching my business these things and these in these events and things they were very very helpful but um some of the things that i knew would work for my business it would cost some type of investment and there, we're all sometimes at that starting point where we're not able to invest. And you, I've seen that meme that says, hey, you know, if you have everything that you need, God. And so I started to think, like, what is that everything that you need? And what are those things that people can utilize right now that doesn't cost them anything to help them get started, to elevate them where they are in their business and things and principles that they can utilize over and over again? And so that's how I came up with the power of your P and those 19 power principles. There are life principles that uh, any individual, but especially a woman who is going through trials and tribulations and feel like she's not where she wants to be and don't know where to start, but she knows she needs to do something. Those power principles um, are those principles, those life principles that will help elevate her. And so I talk about the power of your pain because um, I have been an educator for 11 years now. Um, and I had been in the education system and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. One of the things that I hated the most about the education system is that I didn't feel like they paid us enough that we were not paid our value. We were not paid um, 
to the highest level that we should be because of the changing of the lives and the change agents that we were. And so um, what made me realize that is when I constantly seen the cycle of having more money, more month than money, like over and over again, it didn't matter how hard I worked. It didn't matter um, what extra degree I got. Um, even I did go ahead and get my specialist degree. Um, I got that last May. And even in doing that, there was no increase in my pay or anything of, of that nature. And so it was just like having more month than money um, was very painful. Having to go to the store and not being able to purchase, go to the grocery store and not being able to purchase everything that I needed for my home. And so I had to say, okay, are we going to have spaghetti, something I can cook and have long term or, or eat over right. a few days? Or can I have, can I get this bread, the spaghetti and, and some healthier stuff um, for me? And at that time, me and my oldest son. And so that became a cycle that I realized that it didn't matter how much I wanted to help people, how matter, no matter how much I wanted to help uh, the students and the teachers, I realized that it didn't matter with me even being in a classroom or at a coaching level in education there was still more month than money. And so I said, there's something that I need to do. Um, so that was uh, one of my pain points that allowed me or that showed me that you need to create something else. Um, another thing about um, the pain point was basically feeling devalued sometimes or worthless in that same field um, and not feeling adequate at the last job that I had. And just really losing myself, that was a part of the pain principle that said that, hey, that you need to get back to you and you need to get back to your purpose. And just because your purpose is educating, it doesn't mean that you have to educate inside of these four walls. You are an educator. God made you an educator. So that means that you educate people on what you are an expert in. And, and that's just that. And so that kind of pushed me. But the, the main thing that I talk about when I talk about the power of your pain is the experience that took place with me and my son, my second son's father. Um, I have two children, um, two uh, different fathers. I'm actually married to my oldest son's uh, father now. But I was in this second relationship. Me and my oldest son's father, we worked together for about seven years. Um, and so he dated and I dated and I got into this uh, the last relationship and I actually thought he was the one and just, you know, thought everything was amazing. I was actually into bodybuilding competitions at the time and um, end up getting pregnant. And so um, after I got pregnant with my second son, uh, that led to, um, you know, he and I, we were, we were doing we were doing fine. Um, but there was this one particular day he was getting ready to go out of town with his family. And as he was getting ready to go out of town with his family, he was coming over to the house to spend some time with me before he got, before he left because he was going to be gone for a little while. And so um, on the way over, I had something, I had like a download. You know how people say they have downloads, something dropping in your spirit? Uh, so something dropped in my spirit and I was like, hey, um, you need to ask some questions because this is not what you think it is. And I was like, what? And mind you, there was absolutely nothing wrong with this. He was an absolutely phenomenal man. Um, I had never known anybody could be into me like that. So um, when that dropped in my spirit, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So we're there having casual conversations. And then I started to ask these questions. And uh, there were three main questions that I asked. And from those uh, questions, I received the answers of, um, you know, honestly, I really... 
um, now that we're pregnant, I really wasn't expecting to have children. I really didn't want children. But now that we're pregnant, um, I roll with the punches. That was one of the answers. The, another answer was, um, uh, what did he tell me? Oh, he said, um, now that uh, I was fine being single uh, before we got back together. So um, he was like, he wanted to just co-parent. So he pretty much broke up with me. Um, and the question so um, let me, let's count. Can we stop for just one second? Cause I want to make sure mm-hmm. that we, we get this. So you were pregnant. Mm-hmm. I was pregnant. You were already pregnant. You guys were mm-hmm. in a relationship, mm-hmm. but he confessed that this wasn't what he wanted. He really didn't even want to have children. How far along were you? Um, at this point in time, I was about three months. So you was three months pregnant mm-hmm. with your I second child. With my second child. Mm-hmm. In a relationship. And he, relationship. He, he, he dropped that. He dropped that bomb. And before, mm. before he told me that he didn't want to be in a relationship, he had, he, the second question that I asked that I got, like I really felt like I was stumped was because he knew how important marriage was to me. Right. And so when we got back together, we talked about marriage. We talked about um you know, even building businesses together. He was a photographer. Um, so he, he was, he wanted to, he told you he wanted to get married. Yes. He told me he wanted to get married, but he said he didn't want to get married in the near future. So what he confessed that day was that he lied, that it wasn't the fact that he didn't want to get married in the near future. He had no plan to get married at all. And he ended up telling me that, um, and I asked him, you know, why did he tell me that? He he confessed that if I would have told you that, I knew you wouldn't have talked to me. He knew how important it was to me. So um, so that was the most painful thing. And I went through this cycle of, my, my, I have a mother, I have a wonderful mother. She did absolutely amazing raising three uh, children on her own. Um, but it's three of us, two different fathers. And I just didn't want that. I didn't want that. And, um, my young, my oldest son, he will always ask me for a sibling, a sibling, a sibling. And I, and I would tell him, I said, Christian, mommy will give you a sibling when God gives mommy a husband. So when I found out that I was pregnant, I was just like, oh my God, like, um, what am I going to tell my son? Like, I, I felt like I, I had failed. I felt like I had mm. failed because I, I tried so much not to be like my mother for one. And not that she's a bad person, but I just didn't want that for my life. I wanted to be married. I want to have all my children from one man. And um, and like I said, it's not a bad thing. That's just not what I wanted for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and and so when when I got pregnant, I just went through this whirlwind of, oh my God, I screwed up. And then to know that I had been teaching my son or telling my son that he would get a sibling when I got a husband, I've been in like ingraining this in him. And even when we told my son that we were pregnant, the first thing he looked at my damn boyfriend and said, did you, did you marry my mommy? So that let me know that I was on the right track. Like he was taking in what I was saying, but now I've shown him something different. And so I felt like a failure, like, oh my God, girl, like, what are you about to do? Um, and so that hurt so much so that I went through, um, I fell into depression and, um, he and I, um, you know, kind of went through some things and the pain that we went through after, during that time. And after the fact, after we broke up, after we split, um, after my husband and I got back together, 
there were some things that took place, like him just basically saying that he didn't want to be um, in my son's life until he was able to get him on his own. Um, even down to childcare, him, him saying that there was, uh, when it came to the finances of taking care of the child, what he was and what he was not going to do. And that basically fell on me. And so I'm already in a position to where there's more month than money. Um, I'm already robbing Peter to pay Paul. Uh, I honestly have a lack mindset because of the way I grew up, especially as it pertains to money. And now you're telling me this is what you're going to do and this is what you're not going to do. And I have this child that I know that I'm responsible for. And you have the luxury of saying whether you're going to stay or not or whether you are going to help take care of this child financially or not. And I just have to deal with it. And so that was the hardest thing. And so that's how um, I, I fell into depression from that, had the baby, went into postpartum depression. Um, and uh, like I said, I was bodybuilding for that before that. And so gained an amazing amount of weight. Like, it was crazy. I was like two, I was 142 when I got pregnant. And the last time I remember weighing in at the doctor at 30 weeks, I was 213. And so I still had eight weeks, at least eight to eight 10 weeks, weeks to go. go. And, and so I a lot of that had to do with just what you Absolutely. went through, because, you know, sometimes when you're pregnant, that's more, Absolutely. you know, it's like, well, you're pregnant, but it was you. But mm -hmm. did you eat? Did you eat very emotionally? I, I, I ate very emotionally um, because up until I was about six months, um, I used to be ashamed to say this, but it actually was freedom for me. But up until about six months, I felt like a surrogate mom. Like I had no connection with my son at all. Well, I was with growing up, baby. Had went with, with yeah. everything you went through. Yeah. Wow. What was I, that like I, for you? Like, ooh. I mean, <clears throat> is that was, a hard it, thing to admit? I mean, it was at first, right? But I think <clears throat> when it comes to your story and you tell your story, you end up as, as much as I've told this story, I've known how therapeutic it is for me. And then mm -hmm. I also want to be very honest and transparent with women because I know I'm not the only one that has ever felt like this. I know I'm not the only one that has probably ever gone through this. Matter of fact, I know for a fact because even on Baby Center, they had articles where women were talking about their mates leaving them um, after they found out that they were pregnant or after a while of them finding out that they were pregnant and that they were back. You know how I know? Because my ex would send me these types of messages in a way to tell me, hey, I messed up. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. See, so he, was this trying to, he was trying to make himself feel good. Right. Yeah. He was trying to make okay. himself feel good. So I, I, I believe in order for people to really try to grasp what it is that I'm saying or where I was mentally, I need for them to understand that I felt like a surrogate mom. I right. felt no connection to my son because I was so caught up in what I was feeling emotionally. Like I, depression is a very, very dark and deep thing. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that you can, that you can bring yourself out of by yourself all the time. Um, because at that time I stopped going to church. I was like, I was paranoid. I was thinking that, you know, was it, was uh, it because of shame? shame yeah. and even and, and I would walk into the church and I, I loved going to Bible study. Ooh, and they had the best food at our Bible study before, honey. <laughs> I, would love, I love going to Bible study and that's yeah. what I learned the most in and I developed my relationship with God and Bible study. And um I just stopped going. I just mm -hmm. stopped going. I know I would pop up every now and then. People were like, hey, where you been? And then when they saw that I was pregnant, I was like, oh my God, you know, um they're gonna judge me. But people were so welcoming 
of me, the people that I talked to a lot. So that was, that was a good thing, but I still, I couldn't get out of my head. Um, and even as I was pregnant, my son's, um, the lady that went on to be his child care provider, she met me in the bathroom one day at Bible study and she came out, we were washing our hands and she said, Oh, you about to have a little one. Can I, I think I was at this time I had popped back in the church. So I was like maybe seven, eight months. And, um, she asked me, could she pray over me and my son? And, um, it was an absolute phenomenal prayer. And it was just showing that, you know, God's people, you know, like people who genuinely love God and love people, um, you know, really do love you unconditionally. Right. And so she, she even went on to be his child care provider, been phenomenal uh, to us in our lives. But so yeah, sweet. I was in a very, yeah, I was in a very, very dark place. And so it used to bother me to talk about it. Um, mm. I used to can tell the story without even crying about it. Uh, Girl, my eyes was, over here almost watery. <laughs> it's it's because I I get it. Um, as far as mm-hmm. just trying to figure it all out, and mm-hmm. you you got to a point where you were depressed, and you say, "Hey, I didn't even have an emotional connection at that time." But I'm, I I want to read a sentence that you wrote in your book, okay. and you said, "Let the pain of your story be the foundation of your strength, child." And yes, ma'am. I was like, "Ooh." you know (laughs) oh wait but that is that is probably one of the most powerful things because that setback was uh became a a hell of a comeback for you yeah yeah and you know guys for those who are listening just just a just a brief summary of what she just talked about and you know that's a lot you know she jasmine's an educator Mm -hmm. jasmine said hey I'm, i'm living paycheck to paycheck like i read in your book and you was like, even after paying all the bills, just your basic means like food was like, okay, mm-hmm. what am I going to choose to buy? So it wasn't like she was out here just turning up and balling. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like popping <laughs> bottles. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, she was just trying to make ends meet just for mm-hmm. their her needs. Mm-hmm. Um, went, you know, got back and got into a relationship with someone she knew. Things were seemed to be going very well. She ended up pregnant and then it went totally left. So she's Mm -hmm. left with being pregnant and already her current child and then just trying to figure that life out. But then now Jasmine is she's happily married. She has two Mm -hmm. beautiful children and she's a full time Mm -hmm. entrepreneur. So how do we how do we allow how do we make our pain be the foundation of our strength? Because there's a woman out there who's listening to this podcast that is in her pain mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. that can cannot see beyond where she is, okay, mm-hmm. which brings emotional confusion, stagnation, believing that this is all you can get for your life, believing that who is capable of loving me because when, mm-hmm. when a relationship ends, and I don't know, you tell me because I don't want to speak for you, but did you mm-hmm. ever stop to think who would love me? with two children oh absolutely right absolutely when I was in it because even prior to me getting with my second son's father that used to be a fear of mine like I had a child mm-hmm. and I wasn't with his father and I was like who was going to want me right with you know a child dating was uh kind of challenging because I don't stay in my hometown and so dating was hard and I had to I, I did a, like an episode on this like 
I had to choose when, you know, people would come over or you know, I really had to screen people because I wouldn't allow a lot of men to come around my son as I was dating. And so it was like either it had to be a time to where I could find somebody to, you know, you know, be with my son or keep my son while I tried to date. It was it was horrible. So when I had when I came with that second one and when that mm -hmm. second man told me or showed me that he didn't want to be with me, I was like, my my self worth went down. Like what am I doing wrong? What is not good? about yeah. me um, yeah. that these men that I bear their first children, like both both of them, sons. You know, they say every man want a son. And so I've, I've given one man a son, his first child, his parents' first grandchild. And the same thing with the second man. Like, what in the world? And you don't want to be with me? Like, what is going on? But what I will say is that this is how I, this is how I came out of that. I chose me. Mm. I chose ooh, me. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I chose, that, oh, that I got was, really excited. Was, yeah, yeah. That I was it. chose me. No, but I that's it. Me. That is that's powerful. It. I chose me. Right. Can we talk about what does that mean? Because yes. we, we hear choose yourself, but I mm -hmm. think sometimes it can be taken extremely casually. But mm -hmm. I want you to tell me and tell the listeners what does choosing you mean and what did that look like for you? In choosing me, what I had to do is I had to reflect on what I was feeling. Sometimes we try to run away from what we're feeling. Or sometimes we try to bottle it up and just be strong. I allowed myself to be weak. I allowed mm. myself to say, I don't feel good. I allowed myself to say, um, I am depressed. I allowed myself to say, but what do you want? What mm. do you want? Mm. And I did a lot of self-awareness. And in that self-awareness, I realized even as a child that I had been living my life trying to please other people, mm. my parents, my mother to be exact. Um, the, the boyfriends that I had came along with, that's why I was asking myself, why don't these men want me? You know, I remember being in a state, a dating phase and just feeling like I was jumping up and down, like, choose me, choose me, I'm good, I'm good. No, 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 baby. <laughs> right. Yeah. When I started to look at myself, what I want, what mm -hmm. I needed, and what I had to do, mm -hmm. then, and I made the choice to choose me, everything else started to choose me too. And that's my mantra. I tell women, choose you and watch everything else choose you too. Because the right man, when it, if we're, even if we're talking about relationships, the right man doesn't want a woman that doesn't know how to mentally physically emotionally take care of herself because yeah. he honestly he don't want to be responsible for all of that you know yeah. he wants yeah. to come in and supplement that and be you know and add to and, and, and what add you already that. got yeah right gotcha right so um i said to myself okay well i i realized that there's absolutely nothing that i can do if this man say he's not gonna do this what can i make him do what can I make him? I can't make him do anything. And so at that point, when you start to realize that you are in control of your own destiny, then you start to choose things to operate in the way, in the manner that you need them to. I know I was the only one that I had that was going to definitely take care of my children. So guess what? I had to choose me and say, what is it that you need to do? What is it that you're going to do? And I had to go after that. I had to start loving on me because I was expecting somebody else to love on me better than I loved on myself. And so even when it goes down to that, like people tell you all the time, you teach people how to treat you. 
but you teach people how to treat you by how you treat yourself. And that's the hard lesson that I had to learn. I wasn't treating myself well. I wasn't valuing myself well. I was being very passive with myself. And so because I was doing that, then what I was attracting to myself were people who were doing the same thing to me that I was doing to myself. Mm. But when I started choosing me, when I made the, when I made the, the declaration that, Hey, this is about me. I'm, I'm prioritizing myself now. And yeah. even over my children, I'm prioritizing myself now because if I don't feel good, if, if I'm not good mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, then guess what? I'm going to pass that down. Even in my state of depression, I had one friend that stepped in. I just called her one day and I was crying and I, and I told her, I said, Brittany, I don't know what to do. And she said, Jasmine, you're pregnant. And guess what? Everything you feel, your baby feels. That was like a wake up call for me. Even mm. after I had him, even, even going through breastfeeding and everything, like your children, they know they're yeah, they watching do. you. They sense and everything. And so they sense everything. And so in order for me to give them something good to watch, then I had to give them something good to watch. I so had to start choosing me. So let me ask you a question. So you, mm -hmm. you said I had to choose me. I had to mm -hmm. fill myself up mentally, spiritually, emotionally, mm -hmm. physically. What are some tangible things? Because okay. sometimes we may know that's what we have to do, but we don't know mm -hmm. what that looks like or what what does that mean exactly when okay so could you give some you know give the listeners maybe a couple of things tangibly yeah. that you had to do especially I would say from all four I mean because I just mm -hmm. all of them are connected okay. but what 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 were some things that you had to do from a tangible place to to make sure that you were making yourself the priority now Okay, so one of the things I did, and I talk about this exercise, um, I, I realized that it was a mindset thing. I knew I had to make a mindset shift. Right. So one of the ways I made the mind shift, mindset shift is I did this exercise because I knew I wanted to be happy, but I didn't know how to be. I actually went on a Google search, like, how do you become happy? <laughs> right. like, that's, it's crazy. Right. Like, that's it's how real. determined I was to be better. And so in this um in this exercise, they ask you to get a sheet of paper, draw a line down the middle, and they said to jot down, like actually literally write down all of the things that make, that bring you a negative emotion, whether it is fear, where they're, you know, just angry, all the things, places, you know, thought, everything. And then on the other side, you do the adverse. What are the things that make you happy? What are the things that just bring you absolute joy right well two things i realized in that exercise when i did it i realized that there was more on the negative side than there was on the positive side which pushed me to want to be even better because i realized how screwed up i was but the second thing that it allowed me to do what this exercise is supposed to do is allow you to feel your emotions feel where you are be honest with yourself or where you are but to replace that with either a stimulus a thought or something, replace that negative emotion. So for instance, let's just say if I'm pissed off at the moment, like something has quote unquote triggered me and, I, and, I'm, and I'm pissed at the moment. Um, but I can go back and I can think about the day that I went to Jamaica and I did this, this particular thing. That takes me, that makes a shift in my emotional connection. 
um, or, or, or my emotions at the time. Another thing that I started to do is I started to practice or develop a self-care regimen in which I tell my clients to do as well to develop a self-care regimen. It doesn't necessarily or have to be limited to, oh, what am I going to eat or how am I going to work out? But I um, started to do meditation. Um, I started to do, um, I call it uh, getting in state, changing my state of mind or getting in state. And so this just requires me to um, get up, feel where it is that I am. Um, I turn on about two, three, maybe four songs that are really just high beat, high tempo. You ask me where I get all this energy from. This how this how I get it. High tempo, jump up and down, just really have fun, get my excitement, get my uh, my energy levels up, my excitement up. Because people don't realize how much your motion affects your emotions. So even if you right now were upset, you were mad, you were pissed off, you got to think about how you feel. Your shoulders are dry, you're probably frowning and all of that stuff, but you got all of these muscles in your face that if you just smile, even if it's a, a fake smile and you don't feel like smiling, that that's going to change different chemicals and send out different chemicals and electrons in your body that's going to switch your emotions, like mm -hmm. instantly. Yeah. You jump up and down, you have a good time, you put on your, your good song, whether it's a praise song, whether it's a you know, twerk song, whatever okay. it is, you put that thing on <laughs> and you go to moving, honey. The chemical, the chemicals mm. in your body tend to change. So um self-awareness was one, that exercise um was two because I had to be very self-aware in order to do that exercise. Changing my state by moving my body. Um and actually creating a regimen to where I could pull from this bank of good experiences and people and things and places and replace them when I noticed that I was experiencing a negative emotion that I wanted to get out of. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so, and another thing I really want to hone in on is you have to feel your emotions. Right, you have you to feel them. You mm -hmm. have to feel them. Your emotions are just like the, just like your dashboard. Something goes wrong with your engine, your engine light is going to come on. So if mm -hmm. that engine light of anger comes on, then you know there's something that you need to check. Yeah. And so another very uh, big tangible thing that I did is I went to therapy. I went to therapy. Um, uh, I, I sought spiritual help uh, when I was, was pregnant. And then afterwards, I went to therapy um, me and my husband have gone to therapy together and I'm going back like therapy. I don't know what it is about in it in about the black community where we try to stray away from it. But I tell people all the time, I love talking about my story. I love talking about my pain. I love figuring out me more, but therapy is like one of those things. Counseling. I, yes, I did that. I did right. that and journaling and journaling. I wrote out a lot of my emotions as well. Yeah. So. That's good because those are just different things that, we tend to overlook, but those things are, are very powerful. So I want you guys to understand that choosing you is work. Mm -hmm. and that work has to come from you. Um, it's something that she, she put in here. She said, my pain was a part of my awakening that made mm -hmm. me prove to myself that I was the only person in control of me. I was mm -hmm. the only person who could change my situation. And so I did. And this is important because a lot of the time we're looking for someone to save us. Um, mm -hmm. and, and to pull us up um, that, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, there, there's power in help, but mm -hmm. to believe that I can't help myself could keep you in a place a lot longer than, than what you need to be. And, mm -hmm. and so 
you know, let's talk about the, the, the fitness part of you because that is a big part of your life and that's something that you do to, to help women, um, you know, succeed in their fitness journey. You, you mentioned mm-hmm. that when you were pregnant, um, you, had, you still had two more months, you know, in your pregnancy and you had already mm-hmm. exceeded over 200 pounds being where you were, which was like 140 something. So, you know, that was a, that was a lot of weight gain for you. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. what was that like for you? What, what made you say, okay, I gotta, I gotta even bounce back physically, um, from my body because when you go through something and even from, and let's, let's be, come on now, pregnancy itself Mm -hmm. is a lot. Yes, Okay. Let's, you know, but let's also add the, the added on emotional, um, intoxication that you had from the situation with this previous relationship. Mm-hmm. What what's what motivated you to say I got to get this this weight off me? Um, what what did <laughs> what did what did what? we do? Yeah, I mean for real. Like I ain't trying to be yeah. funny, but you know, emotionally eating and weight gain is a is a coping mechanism um, mm-hmm. for things, and so this ain't about being skinny. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is about being healthy. Um, right. what was that like for you? Like to, to bounce back after you had your child, you, you have two kids now mm-hmm. and that's what your brand is. So like, right, this right, is right. her brand. So if she, you, you know, you telling somebody to be fit and <laughs> you're not where you want to be. Right? right. So yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. So basically, you know how I said that you have to create a self-care regimen, something that fits and suits you. Well, I realized that in that exercise that I did when I was my happiest was when I was in the gym. It was when I was working out. So that was one of the things that brought you a level of joy. Yes. So I knew that I had to get back up and I had to get back into the gym. So it wasn't so much of it did have a little bit about to do about, you know, dropping the weight, but it was really about how can I bring myself out of this? Like, what did I love the most? And it was working out. A lot of women don't like working out the way that I do. <laughs> I know there's some, but a lot of women don't. Mm. So I, in, in that journey, I went back to my bodybuilding coach because I was like, for sure, he can get me back because he created this, this monster in me. I know he can get me back. Um, and so I went back to him for maybe a couple months or whatever, and I ended up gaining four pounds. And what I had to realize in that was, oh, well, he's used to training athletes. You are a nursing mother right now. You don't have the body of an athlete. So, um, and then in the process of my, my milk supply going down because I was breastfeeding, I was like, what is it can, that I can do? Um, because I didn't feel like I looked the part to be in the gym anymore. Like that was real crazy. Like I hear people say all the time, especially when it comes to like Christians and and church people, so to speak, and how people feel like you have to dress a certain way to go to church. (laughs) Now we know, you know what I'm saying? Like we know that there's, you know, um, or be a certain way to go to church. Um, and we know that there's an appropriate thing and time and, and attire for everything. But, you know, the church is supposed to be where people come to get healed, where they can really come as they are. Exactly where like they are. They, yeah. Right. So that's kind of like how the gym is. Like if you are overweight or, or you're trying to do something physically with your body and get healthier, the gym is supposed to be a place where you feel comfortable and confident and going in there and doing that. But I had this mentality that in order to go to the gym, I had to look a specific way. Because I was used to looking that specific way. 
So um, that kind of set me a little bit back, but I knew I had to start doing something at home. Nevertheless, after realizing that my coach, um, he didn't know how to train a pregnant athlete, you know what I'm saying? And realizing that what I was trying to do was decreasing my milk supply. I had to go on a search of how do I lose this weight, still keep my milk supply, get my sanity back, continue to get my sanity back and do what it is that I love. And that's how the fitness piece came along. Once I figured it out for myself and I dropped my first 20 pounds, God spoke to me and he said, well, I didn't take you through all of this for you to keep it to yourself. Man, I'm like, that's, that's, not what, that's not what I do. I took you through all of this and allowed you to come through all of this so that you can share this with other women. Mm -hmm. And that's how the relaunch of the fitness brand came about. For, and, and from me choosing me, from me, the choosing of me was the fitness piece in itself. That mm -hmm. was my happy place. For me going through the, the trials and, and trials and errors of, oh, this is not working with this coach. Oh, this online program that I, that I use, it, it isn't, isn't working for me. What is going to work for me? And me doing the research in it, doing it for myself, and then God telling me, hey, I didn't do this for you to keep it to yourself. I did this for you to share with other women. And so that's how the relaunch of my fitness brand and Black Fitness Mommy was created. So how much weight did you lose? Uh, I lost about 40 pounds. Wow. I lost about 40 pounds and I did my first 20 in about six weeks. And mm -hmm. then I've lost over 40 in that time and managed to keep it off. That, that's the thing too. Like people can lose weight and they fluctuate and all that stuff. But I've been very fortunate to be able to keep my weight to where I want it to be. Um, because I don't believe that healthy necessarily means skinny. I believe that everybody's body is meant to be a specific way, but for them. And so um, I know how I feel. I know the type of energy that I have. I know how productive that I am. So that those were my goals. And so being able to maintain my weight uh, for the physical part, but also for the emotional part and the psychological part in there, I've been able to do that as well. So the perfect mommy mix, which is your online fitness program, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's the program that you, that you created. Let's, if you could just mm -hmm. talk, you know, just briefly about that program, because, um, you know, just, I used to be 240 pounds and I think I told you that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and so one of, that was one of my struggles too. weight, mm -hmm. honestly, has always been a struggle of mine and it got, it came, it got even worse because I was using food as my comfort. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot. And I think your health is very important because in order to be the part of being the best version of you is mm -hmm. maintaining your phys your physical state. And so right. um, is let's talk. What is the, the perfect mommy mix? If you could just tell us what what that is briefly. Yes. Yes. So the perfect mommy mix is a 21 day uh, fitness challenge. Um, mm -hmm. okay. It is created for four with moms in mind. But, you know, any woman can join. Um, so pretty much created by a mom, but for all women. Um, and what we do in those 21 days is I teach women a, a strategic way of how to successfully and in, in, in a healthy way lose their unwanted weight. And I, and I really focus on fat loss. Because when we talk about weight, there's so much that encompasses weight, like your blood, your water, all that stuff. When we talk about really tackling, tackling the culprit, the fat, 
the unwanted fat, that's what the 21 day program does. So I strategically take them through a three to four step process of how to do that and how to maintain it. Um, and so um, I've had women to come in and lose up to 21 pounds. In um, 21 days? In 21 days. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's about what you put into it. And so mm-hmm. women will come in and they will go round after round after round. They, they have the opportunity because we do the work for 21 days. And then you have um, like a week of, we call it maintenance week. So a week of maintenance where you can enjoy some of those other things that you really like, but I teach you how to strategically put those things back into your eating regimen um, so that you can do just that, maintain. Because ultimately what I want to do is educate women on how the body works and how food works inside of the body, in, in your particular body. And, um, and I feel like when people are more informed, they can make more informed decisions. Like most of the people that I come across that come into, whether they come into my 21 day program or any other service that I have, they have the misconception that in order to lose weight, they can't eat or in order to lose weight, they have to um, eat a certain type of food, a certain amount of time. Like it's crazy what people think. But then when I go to tell them about, you know, your insulin levels and and how every time you eat your food, your cortisone levels spike. And and this is why you want to stay away from these types of food. And if you do eat them, this is why you want to eat them at this time and that time. It's more about educating them about how sugars and those processed carbs create a wall so that your body cannot um, really tackle the unwanted fat inside of your body. It's a 21 day program that is like the ultimate fat burning machine. You turn your body into the ultimate fat burning machine. Mm, I love that 21 days. I mean, that's a very short period of time and people are losing mm-hmm. 17 pounds. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think, um, what, um, I think also with that, the accountability is so important too, because Absolutely. like I said, y'all Jasmine energy is on 10 like she's just be on 10 and and I love it because that's 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 a part of who she is and I think that motivates and inspires people to to go to another level that they just didn't have to do on their own and that's okay and Mm -hmm. I think it's important to know where you are Mm -hmm. and be honest and say do do I need help even from a physical place to to jump start um, and also, Jasmine, if it's okay with you, I'm going to put mm-hmm. everything down in the show notes of your website and, and how okay. people can get in contact with that program because it's an online program. And even in where we are now, you can still do this program. And that's mm-hmm. what's so amazing about it because we can still do it even in the times of COVID-19, right. um, which kind of brings me to a question that I would like to ask. What can you recommend for that woman who maybe never stepped foot in a gym, um, mm-hmm. never really worked out, maybe always felt ashamed, feel mm-hmm. like, man, I've reached this far with my weight. The, the, the journey of doing it seems so far away. Right. Like what, what, what can you recommend even in this season? Um, even if their funds are lower that maybe they can't afford mm-hmm. something at this moment. Right. Because mm-hmm. again, that's important to know that sometimes maybe in a season, you just can't do it at the moment. What do you right. recommend? What, what do you recommend? Like, what can they do? Okay. Well, the first thing, and this may sound cliche or whatever, I would tell that woman that I need for her to love who she is right now, right where she is. No, that's not cliche. That's real. Yeah. Love, <laughs> yeah. love who she is right now, right where she is, mm-hmm. right the way she looks, 
even mm-hmm. in where she, even though she knows that she's not where she wants to be because it is when we love ourselves the most that we do the most for ourselves yeah that's true you know what i mean yeah so if you if you love yourself right now that that'll be the first thing the second thing is because covid is going on people are going live every single day mm-hmm. with some sort of workout or or something like that um, so there's plenty of things to choose from. Um, I would say choose uh, one group or one person who may be going live and stick with them. I don't believe in doing, and, and that can be like your virtual coach, you know, um, and, and stick with that. Um, the other thing that I would recommend is if you really don't know, if you really, really, really don't know where to start, um, because food, your nutrition is key. You can move, movement gets you up and it gets you going. But if you really want to see those results, nutrition is key. I would say get with somebody who can really hone in on the nutritional part um, for you. And um, and even if that, that person probably can do the nutritional part and the fitness piece for you. and but But get with somebody. If you are in a season to where you can Make the investment in yourself and get with somebody and hire somebody. Make sure it's somebody who can relate to your lifestyle. Make sure it's somebody that can relate to where you are. Make sure it's somebody who's gotten results for themselves and for other people. Um, because in the, in the year, in, the, in the, uh, the world of the Rona right now, you might have some perpetrators out here. Like, you really might. <laughs> yeah. But... You know, you do want to you do want to kind of kind of vet these people, you know, to be honest. Um, but start with the eating, you know, cut back. If like I had a friend, I had a friend who went vegan. But before she went vegan, she like she lost like over 200 pounds. And I asked her, I said, what did you do? She said, well, when I used to go to Burger King, I used to get two Whoppers. And so to get two Whoppers, I get one. Believe it, yeah. A whopper in itself is over well over a thousand calories. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I say that to say this. Start where start where you are. If you you gotta notice what it is that you're if you like cakes and pies and chips and all that stuff and you eat and you drink four Pepsis in a day. Get that thing down to two peps and then add a bottle of water. Like, it's, it has to be gradual. And you have to understand that don't put yourself in a sprint to get to that goal weight or the way you're going to feel. Let yourself enjoy the journey because I guarantee you that you're, you're going to value it much more. And then you're going to be less stressed. And keep your behind off the scale. Mm. Stay off the scale, sis. Yeah. Right? Just, just Some stay people off the get scale on that thing together. every day, yeah. Right, right. So, so again, just to recap, go find you. Everybody's going live. Go find somebody. Go live. Just get your body moving. Y'all follow find her because Jasmine go live. So, yes, yes, follow y'all her. Go, yes. Um, and um, you know, if you are able to invest in somebody who can um create your own self care regimen that's going to fit your lifestyle, then you can hire a coach like me. You can hire me. Um, or you can hire whoever, like I said, fits your lifestyle, get somebody who knows what they're doing, especially if you don't know where to start. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then start to gradually cut back on those things. Cause we know, we know what we don't need to do and what we do need to do. 
We know there. We know what food. So start to cut back on those things gradually, and add in gradually those things that add in more fruit, add in more vegetables, add in more water, and then and watch watch the results. When the results start to come, in, baby, you are gonna be like, ooh, and yeah. then you really gonna go into it. But the the ultimate thing is love yourself where you are right oh, now. I love that. I love that. Um, it wouldn't be right for me to not mention your your husband um <laughs> because i think you know just your journey like you said i had to choose me i had to work mm -hmm. on me i had to love me before mm -hmm. the thought of someone else loving me um mm -hmm. just you know you 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 um it's so interesting that love story is i, I think it's so cute um <laughs> thank you and, and i had an opportunity to meet him at the book at her book lunch last year Mm -hmm. Um, and, and he's, and you, you light up her whole face is lit right now. Um, <laughs> when, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. That's, that's, that's what someone who comes into your life to add should be able to do for you. And, um, yeah. you, you guys got back together mm -hmm. even cause he's the father of your first son, right? Right. Right. And mm -hmm. so guys, just a little bit, she, you know, they broke up, but then after you and your second child's father decided that, okay, this is no, this is not going to work. You and him, you just rekindled, Kindled, you know, yeah. rekindled something great. Yeah. And, um, how, what was that like for you? I mean, did you even expect Ooh, that? No. Oh, no, honey. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, a little bit about, you know, I told you earlier that my um, son was like, he wanted a sibling. And I told him that I would give him a sibling when God gives me a husband. Uh -huh. Well, the second part to that story is my son said to me that same day. He was like, well, mommy, God already gave you a husband. And I was like, who? So my son, daddy, I said, devil is a lie. <laughs> and I was like, boy, whatever. But I'm telling you, like, it's something special about that oldest. It's something special about both of them. But that oldest, like, he... He foresees things like mm -hmm. really, really does. Um, because he told me I was pregnant before I was pregnant. Before I knew I was pregnant. Um, and he told his teacher I was pregnant too. But so no, it was absolutely nothing that I expected. Um, I remember even having to tell him that I was pregnant. It was something in me that just kind of felt some type of way because um I didn't want to share that with him. I just I, I just felt bad all the way around. And um, just again, like me and my husband, we were not together for seven years, seven years. And, and at this time, like I had Christian, that's my oldest son. I had him. And then probably, uh, going into year two is when, um, he and I split up. So when I got pregnant with my second son, Christian was eight years old. And so people were like, oh, we knew y'all were no, y'all did not know. Like we went through our own struggles, but he was still a great dad. He still had to do a lot of uh, growing. We co-parented really well. And I was just, his sister was my sister. His parents were my parents. And, um, you know, we were just very, very cordial and were able to just really work, you know, work together well. But when it came down to this situation, um, he was very accepting. He was very accepting. He would call. He would check up on me. It was never anything like, oh, I want to be. We never thought. I, can't, I don't even know how to stress that. We never thought it would happen. But as I was going through this process and he would call and check up on me. And as I was, you know, um, really uh, 
connecting with my emotions and things, I just kind of like opened up with him and he accepted me for who I was. And then I could see a part of him that just really loved on me in spite of everything that I was going on. And he really, even in that process, in that pain process, he started to love me past my pain. And so I'd already knew that I needed to choose myself and started to love myself. But, you know, you get those days where you feel you look at what's in front of your face and you yeah. sort of doubt in you. Mm-hmm. And and so he would be there in those times to where he basically loved me unconditionally. Like this, I know this man loves me unconditionally. And I'm so honored to be able to say that. And And I was like, he gave me the confirmation that loving me, loving myself was what I needed to do. And because I loved me so much, it allowed him and made him want to love me even more and to step in at those times that I, that I needed that extra push and to show me that this is just a circumstance. You know, this isn't yeah. who you are. This isn't who you have to become. And so he, he's just so, so, so loving, so supportive, so I, there's, there's not a lot of words that I can say about him, but um, uh, we decided um, my son was due in January and we decided. So you guys my, were already together while you were still We got that together pregnant. in October. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So I got pregnant in like May. Oh, Lord. I made me think of that. Like May or whatever. I yeah. found out in like August. No, no. We broke up in like August. My my um, second son that we broke up like August, and so that time I spent you know with myself and like in October, he was just like you know this may be crazy, but do you want to try this again? And I'm like, <laughs> you wanna you wanna be with me like Big Billy and all? Check like, yes yeah. or no? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Check yes or no? And that that thing came back yes, and he he's never just he's never made me feel like he was judgmental. Like he's just a very genuinely loving person like he brought my son home from the hospital like oh, we've been so together sweet. since the october he was there um with me when i went into labor of course his dad my, my second son's dad was in the delivery room with me you know and he's been even in me and my second son, son's journey that has been rocky um one thing i love about him he doesn't bash another man he, he, he won't do lot, it says a lot about him too yeah he doesn't he doesn't bash him here he always like he'll tell me when okay baby like yeah you're right about this but he'll always give me another way to to look at it another mm-hmm. way to to view it and yeah. then he says it's because he kind of understands where my second son's dad is because he also went through a period um where he wasn't as good of a father as he needed to be and he kept trying to get back with me when I was saying, just take care of your son. Just take care. That was my whole thing. It's always, it's always been that. And he said, and once he started to do what he needed to do as a man and put our son as priority, then it made him a better man and it made our relationship better. That's all I ever wanted him to do. So he brings that, he uses that experience of those seven years that we weren't together to allow me to see a different um, point of view when it comes to my second son's father, but he won't ever, ever, like, it doesn't matter I, how much I bent or if I say this happened, he won't ever say anything negative. Mm. He won't. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, it just shows that, you know what, he's there to listen. 
Mm-hmm. Not not no judgment, but mm-hmm. just just there to to be an ear and a support. I love that. I love that. So where um, any last words for the listeners before we close out? Oh um, not well. <laughs> I'm gonna leave y'all with my mantra because I tell people all the time: choose you, especially women. Choose you and watch everything else choose you too. I cannot stress that enough because I feel like when I started to focus on myself, focus on what I needed what my purpose was, I feel like everything fell into place. Uh, the husband that I always wanted, I got the husband that, that was for me. I got the house that was for me. Um, I was able to step into entrepreneurship, as scary as it may seem, <laughs> right. majority of the time. Um, things are still uh, flowing, and I am still finding my way. Um, and I'm able to do what it is, and that's to inspire and impact um, and influence in a positive way, other women to basically just take care of themselves, to love on themselves, to prioritize themselves. And so, um, and that's, yeah, that's, that's basically what I want to leave. Choose you and watch everything else. Choose you too. And, and if you need some help doing that or help figuring that out, I mean, Tanya said she's going to leave those, the way to contact me in the notes. And I really would suggest or would recommend you guys, you know, reach out to me, but, you know, have fun, enjoy life and, um, when it comes to those emotions, uh, feel those emotions. Don't try to be superwoman all the time. Um, mm-hmm. I had to realize that even superheroes take off their capes at some point. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's important so, to know. Yeah. You can take off your capes. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It is okay. Um, so how can we follow you? What are your channels? I'm going to put them in the notes, but I want you to just verbally let us know where can we find you? Yes, you guys can find me at Black Fitness Mommy on IG. Um, you can also find me at Black Fitness Mommy on Facebook. But my personal page is Jasmine S. Reynolds, which I post uh, everything there as well because um, that's kind of how I relaunched my fitness business anyway. So um, I have the business page at Black Fitness Mommy, and then I do have my personal page. Y'all come on and friend your girl um, at Jasmine S. Reynolds. And um, that's how y'all can find me right now. Um, can I say one more thing? Sure, go ahead. And I also want to, um, tell you guys about my new class. I'm so excited about it. It's my new signature class called Bedroom Bootcamp. And, um, most people are like, oh my God, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) But it is, it is the ultimate fitness experience. You're going to come and get your life. You're going to come and get your confidence. You're going to come and get your whole self together, boo. And so, um, they don't call me snapback queen because I've done it twice. They call me snapback queen because I help you snap back your confidence, your body, and uplift you as well. So y'all come check me out. Mm, I like that bedroom boot camp. Okay. <laughs> Look, shoot. That's, that's what's up. But no, no, thank you for mentioning that. And so I'm going to put all of that information in the show notes, her, her social media handles, her website, and even her program information, as well as her book. Okay. The book yes. is The Power of Your Peace. 19 Mm -hmm. power principles to becoming a female boss. And this is a good book. And I just named one out of these 18 (laughs) principles, child. But these are are principles that you don't have to go buy. These are just Mm, principles that you can just start actively doing. Okay. And so I want you guys to purchase her book, Jasmine. You have dropped some great gems today. um, And thank you so much for for sharing your story. I am so glad I met you um, on this journey. And, you know, sometimes, guys, when you take this journey, you don't know who you're going to meet. 
you don't know what it's all like, but you know, as I look back on some of the amazing people I've met, I'm really glad that her and I crossed paths. I mean, you couldn't have told me a year ago that, you know, I was going to be on her platform. She was going to be mm-hmm. on my platform. Like we right. didn't know that we, we came to write a book and that was it. And we didn't right. know each other <laughs> at all. But now we have built a, a great relationship and I, and I'm so proud of you on where you are. And I'm really looking forward to where you're headed. Okay. Thank you. And so, so um, Thank you again for, for being a part of my podcast this week. And, and you have a, a wonderful day. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Guys, when I tell you, I really enjoy Jasmine a lot. And I am so grateful that she was able to come on the podcast and drop some amazing gems. Okay. Now, this is what I want you to do. Okay, do more than just listen to the podcast, apply it. Okay, please apply the information. One thing that Jasmine said in this hour long podcast that we did today that really stuck out was I chose me. And once I chose me, everything else around me chose me. And that's the power in choosing you. And many of us may have forgotten that we still have that choice. Okay, so I want you to make a declaration today and really understand that you are the most important individual in your life. And in order for you to know that, in order for you to believe that, and in order for you to walk in that, you have to make the decision to choose yourself. Okay, so Um, If you all are interested in a discovery call to see if you need any further coaching, please make sure that you schedule a discovery call with me today. Okay, I will put the link down in the show notes for you to, to schedule a call if you're interested in any coaching such as relationship recovery coaching, marriage repair coaching, individual coaching. If you are in a place where you don't know what that's like to choose yourself click on the link below. Okay. And also please make sure that you are following me on my social media. Okay. My Facebook and my Instagram is Miss Tanya Speaks. That's M-S-T-O-N-Y-A-S-P-E-A-K-S. And also please make sure that you are subscribed to my podcast so that you can receive weekly notifications on when the next podcast will drop. And also make sure that you share this information. Okay, we share everything else, right? If you know somebody who you feel will benefit from this, share it with them, okay? Because we don't want to just survive. The goal is to simply thrive, all right? So thank you again so much for joining me this week. You all have a wonderful and amazing day, and I will see you next time. <laughs>